Hey everybody, welcome to the second week of our podcast, Stepping Stones, hosted by myself, Ella, and her mom, Kay. So this week, we thought that we would focus on accommodation options, and I think we should probably start with location, right? Yeah, we'll start with location. Yeah, so obviously because my double degree is in Marseille, we are looking at accommodation options in Marseille. I think we should also look at, as well as looking at Marseille, I think we should also look in the surrounding locality of Marseille. Yeah, you would probably prefer to be out in the country more than in the city. I would, bearing in mind we've experienced both life in an urban environment and also we're living in rural Ireland. We've experienced both aspects of living. However, for our purposes in Marseille and because of what you're doing, I think we would probably be better off initially to be in Marseille just for the sheer convenience of it until we get going. I think we're very different because obviously I'm young and I'm looking for the buzz of the city or whatever but like obviously the country has its benefits as in there's like more freedom and more space to do what you want to do and like you could go out and shout in a field and no one's gonna hear you but I hate the city because you don't have any travel time like everything's to hand basically you know you don't have to go anywhere because like the library is just next door so yeah that would be probably the first thing that we will be looking at so then probably next would be the buying or renting. Yes obviously we've looked at both options I think that initially renting would be a better option for us until we see where, how we get on and what's happening. And also when you live in somewhere, you'll get a feel for what's around. Um, it's always easier if you're actually in, from my own experience, like living in London for a good few years, you had a good feel for the good areas or the nice areas of London compared to the not so good areas. But that's only something you can work out that you're actually there and can see. Yeah, I hate the whole idea of renting, that you're basically just throwing money away and you're not really going to get it back. Whereas at least with buying, it's like an investment, you will get the money back and that like, you might make a profit out of it in the end. But obviously that like, from the beginning, just to make sure that we settle down and everything else, that we would probably rent at the beginning just to make sure. But then I would be more looking to buy somewhere cheap or something. Yeah, but certainly renting, I think, is the way forward initially. Yeah. From my own perspective, yeah, I agree with you, Ella, that renting is throwing money away. I would think it would be better to rent initially. Everything is set up and then all you have to do is just live while you're finding your feet. Whereas buying comes with an awful lot of baggage in then that you're responsible for everything and you have to set yourself up. I think you're still responsible for a lot with renting, though, and even more so because the deposit is obviously what you want to get back at the end of the day. Yes. So you have to keep the whole place in pristine condition and you and pristine don't <laughs> mix well. What do you mean me and pristine don't mix well? As in that you take it to the other way. You can't even touch the wall because you might put a mark on it, you know? <laughs> yes, because it's not my property. It's somebody else's property. And even if, if it was my property, I still try to keep things nice and neat and clean and tidy. Yeah, I think that's probably most of the reason why I don't want to rent because of like that whole thing of like you're keeping it for somebody else and you can't really put your own touch on it or personalise it in your way. Yeah, that's one of the pitfalls of renting, I suppose, that you are in somebody else's accommodation and you are trying to look after somebody else's things and somebody else's property. That's part of the game of renting. You can't get away from that no matter what you rent. That's going to be the setup. It's not like you can have like a crazy phase where you just like paint your whole apartment black. No. <laughs> and even if we owned the apartment, you still couldn't paint the whole apartment black. If it was your own apartment, yes, you could. See, but that would, that would only be like a year's time. Like I'd be grand with like the year. <laughs> okay. Just, like then. dealing with your rules. But then after you leave, like, then whole place. <laughs> if I'm not living there, then you can do whatever you like. 
Pink, green, blue, yellow. That's fine. <laughs> So then the next thing we were looking at was an apartment or a house. Yes. So we've always lived in a house. Like, I've never lived in an apartment before. I have lived, well, not in an apartment, but I have lived in shared accommodation where you shared kitchens and you shared bathrooms. No, and I really do not want to go back doing yeah. that again. I, if, we, if we're renting, I want to rent an apartment, which is just for ourselves. I do not want to share facilities of a kitchen or share facilities of the same bathroom. Yeah. I've been there, got the t-shirt, and it wasn't a very nice experience, and I am not going back to that again. Yeah. So that was kind of put the student accommodation out of the window. I might go into student accommodation after you leave and I've set up and stuff. But the problem with student accommodation for me is I don't have any siblings or anything, so I'm a very private person, and I don't get that, like, I have to share my food or whatever. Like, that's not something for me. Like, I need my own room with my own space. space. I don't want to talk to no one, then I'm not going to talk to no one. And if there's someone in the room, like, in the bed next to me, badgering me, wanting to, like, play a game or something, nah. <laughs> that's just not going to be for me. Well, you've never had to share accommodation with anybody because from the time you were six months old, you've always had your own bedroom. Exactly, yeah. Whether we were in the UK or when we came back to Ireland and we rented houses, you still had your own bedroom, you still had your own space. You've never had to share with anybody. Yeah. I can understand what you're saying, that you are, sometimes you just want headspace and you'll just take yourself off. And I think there's a lot of people like that. I like my own headspace that I can just sit quietly and do what I want to do. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that. But then there's other people who are very social and who don't want to be on their own. They want to be with people and talking to people and be in a big crowd all the time and, and love noise and buzz and, and everything. And that's fine too. Everyone is different. But I think for our purposes and for your purposes, I certainly think that you're somebody who needs your own space. Definitely. I might be able to, like, I think I might be able to share a kitchen with somebody and I'd be able to deal with that, but I would definitely need my own bedroom where I could just shut the door and just go... And close out the world. Yeah, Yeah. not disturb, kind of. So definitely private accommodation from the start then. Yeah, initially when the two of us go, an apartment would suit us better. Yeah. Simply because we'll have enough challenges trying to get on and get settled in a new place rather than having a garden or having other things to worry about. That if we're in an apartment with everything set up, that all we have to do then is live and pay the bills. I think we, well, for me personally, when I was first starting to look at it, I was looking at houses because I've never lived in anything other than a house. No, you haven't actually. No, you haven't, no, right, yeah. (laughs) You know, so I was like, well, we go for a house first. But, like, trying to find houses in Marseille is so, so difficult. Like, everything is just apartments. If you want a house, and you've got to go out and they're expensive out there. I think I found one, which was, like, a townhouse, like, one of the lower kind of districts. But it had, like, three floors, but it was, like, three separate apartments on the three floors. Right. So that you would do up the three apartments, and then you could rent out two of them, and you'd live in the other. Right. And I thought that was kind of interesting. That's where I started, like, diving a bit more into the apartment side. But well, obviously then if you buy an apartment then you have a lot of like service charges and all that type of thing yeah you will do because you'll be in a purpose-built building yeah but if you move outside the cost of the travel in whereas if you're in an apartment that's central enough that you can walk to wherever you need to go yeah okay you're paying on service charges but it's the convenience of it yeah i mean that's why i like the townhouse so much that like it was it was like right next to the train station as well, so you could just get the train in really easily. And I started looking at transport, and that's for like a whole other day. But like transport was really cheap as well. Right. So that was definitely an option, but it's just the fact of having to do it up, kind of. The townhouse you looked at was that to purchase, not to yeah, that not was to purchase. rent. 
Whereas initially, I think we're better off renting yeah. and then finding our feet and then look for something to buy. Yeah. So then renting houses is also like, it's just unheard of kind of in Marseille. Like if you want a house and you go outside Marseille and which is fine in its own way, except that like if there's someone banging next door to you at 3am in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that can be an issue. And like, I like my beauty sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I can sleep through a lot, but like getting to sleep, like I ain't having like loud music or whatever, you know. So then my genius idea of a boat. <laughs> yes, one of your... Other ideas that you explored and did an awful lot of research on? What did you think of that when I first started talking about um, I'd actually be open. Yeah, you're actually a lot more open to it than I thought you were going to be. I thought you would be like, nah, solid ground under my feet. <laughs> well, A, I don't think you can rent a boat. When you looked into the boat option, it was to buy a boat. Yeah. Well, I feel like renting a boat, there could be problems already there with the boat but then they blame it on you so then you have to pay for the problems and it's just like a whole mess with that kind of thing and like maintenance on boats is like very expensive or whatever and if you don't know the boat or whatever and then you break something like it's it's going to be a little bit more expensive do you get me yes like renting didn't even really feature in me buying was a much more feasible option for me but as you say you want to rent at the start i want to rent at the start and i think if we were going down the boat option because you and i would be on our own i think that or just basic things even for the boat, like getting water or whatever. I think you will be focusing on university. Yeah. I will be trying to focus and get a job and everything else. And I really don't want to have to worry about, have we got water in the morning when I get up because we, we both need a shower? Yeah. And, oh no, there's no water there. All right, we'll have to get water. So then that's, I just think it would add to the stresses of moving to France. Let's say that we rented an apartment for the first year and we completely settled and we were ready to get our own place yeah then visit all options again if we were settled and happy and we knew where we were at and we knew some people around that we'd made friends and we had a bit of a support network i think you're half open to the idea and then half not open to the idea that like you like the idea of like staying on a boat for a little while but i don't think you'd be open to the idea of living on a boat full time i don't think i'd really want to live on a boat in a marina for the rest of my life Obviously, like, it'll only be for a short period of time until, like, university and everything else, because you're only there temporarily. But you never know. You can't say what's going to happen in five years' time. Yeah. I think if you decided that you wanted to stay on in France, that you got a job and you found friends and you were settled and you were 150% happier than you were in Ireland, which obviously wouldn't be that hard, (laughs) but um, then I think that we would have to look at separate accommodation. Accommodation. Because yeah, you and I, I'm not planning on living with you for the rest of my life. Yeah, but like even for like five years or whatever, I'd be like, nah, I need my uni life, you know, that like I yes. need to live while I'm young. Do you get me? Yeah, and I can understand that. Because I'm so independent anyway. Like, from what age was I like, oh, moving out at 18? Yeah. <laughs> Only four more years to go, you know? <laughs> so I think if you were deciding to stay on, then I would be like, I'm, I need to find my own place. I need to anyway, go. yeah. And I fully understand that. Everybody needs their own space. So we looked at the boat. We decided no to the boat. But I also learned a lot about like that you can buy mooring spaces and like boats and stuff and like how that kind of works. Yes. I mean, in the UK it was very different because it was narrow boats in the UK yeah. on the canal. Oh, also, I would be looking at a sailboat, not anything, not like not a, a narrowboat. Yeah. yeah. 
or a, what do they call them in the UK, wide beam boat, because we have friends who won't actually own a wide beam and it's like living in a house. Yeah. There's like a lot of different things with the boat. I think you have to be very committed to it if you like really wanted to live on it, kind of, that you would be able to have to spend a lot of time on like fixing it up to the what works for you, for like you. different systems and stuff. And obviously in the first year of university, I will not be able to... Like, not have move, the yeah. time. Because like, I'll just be settling in and a whole new language and all that kind of thing, so... But it's definitely something to look at for the future. So then, if we could find like a really cheap apartment to buy and that like you could sell on later on, do you think you would buy it? If it was like a dual wrapper? Uh, initially, I don't think I would be open to that idea. Um, I think initially for both of us going out there on our own, I don't think a dual upper is the way forward. I think the way forward is to rent, even if it's only for six months, an apartment that's already set up in an area that's close to what we need and we don't have to worry about anything, just live. Yeah, like ready to move in. There's nothing to be done except just move in and find our feet, which is a big challenge for me, especially with the language and everything else. So I don't want to have to concentrate or come in in the evening to a mess or floor is up or there's cupboards, doors hanging off. I don't think I would be able to cope with that in my head. I want to get an apartment that I like with two bedrooms, shower room, kitchen, lounge. And I think that would be enough of a challenge to be getting on with for the first six months. The end of the six months or before the six months are up, then certainly sit down, have a chat. Where are we at? How are you finding things? How am I finding things? What do you what do you think are your biggest challenges? Well, for you, obviously, it would be university and the language. For me, it will be finding a job, I think, because we're both going through this journey together, but we're both looking for different things. Yeah, very different things. You're looking to the future, whereas I'm just looking for a life. Yeah, you're looking for the, like, the present, basically. Yeah, I just want to find a job, make a friend or a couple of friends, like where I'm at, just be happy with yourself yeah basically. and just just live really i really just want to live yeah. so i don't want to have to concentrate on anything else to give context as well like ireland it's very limited in like job opportunities and like yes it is for an old person like me yeah i think if you're even, for younger people, even though, if like you're if young and educated and have the rest of your life ahead of you i think, I you're think going education is also very looked down upon almost like to go work in a shop you need a degree Yes, you do. What? (laughs) Whereas for somebody like me who doesn't have a degree or have anything, Ireland doesn't afford many opportunities. So I'm hoping that France will be a bit more like the UK, where they are open to having an older woman or an older man. I think because France is more populated as well, like Ireland just doesn't have a population, so like they can afford to just take out like the bare minimum of people because they don't have enough job opportunities for everybody. France, obviously, it's a lot more populated, and like there's like eight hundred thousand or whatever in Marseille. So obviously, there's going to be eight hundred thousand jobs, jobs, and people are going to be losing their jobs and gaining jobs and all that type of thing. And obviously, with the pandemic as well, like we don't even know what that's going to hold. Like obviously, right now we think that like a lot of jobs are going to go, but then could more jobs start coming in Come as well? Line. We don't know. The I mean, with, with the pandemic, we have no idea where we're going to be in twelve months or two years. Yeah. And certainly by the time we get to go to France, I'm hoping that we will be out of the pandemic and that we will be able to live again, you know, that we'll be able to yeah. move around a bit. 
the fact that like you might not be able to go to a concert or a festival for 10 years though is like what <laughs> well if that's the way it's going to be then yeah that's the way we're going to be but for the basics of living like going more than five kilometers from home which we can't do at the moment yeah. you know i think that that would at the moment like for a lot of people including myself that would be a bonus we're just if, looking for the starting point yeah we're so confined at the moment that we need something to latch on to like can we go five kilometers from home oh. like, you know yep. just that small step is such a big can, thing can we go and see some family yeah can we go and see your grand you know can we go and see your cousins yeah we can't even do that at the moment but hopefully by the time we get to france guess what you know we might be able to do that and we might be able to see people or we might be able to invite people around for a, a barbecue or a you know something to eat or come in for a cup of tea i have a wedding to go to next year <laughs> uh, we i'm hoping to come to this wedding as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll definitely be going whether i'll be going and that is up for negotiation at the moment <laughs> but hopefully we'll be able to travel yeah we just can't at the moment just can't wait to get on a plane again so when was the last time we were on a plane actually you coming back from skiing oh and it's the, i wasn't with you obviously my last trip plane trip was when i went to the uk the year before last i went on my own for a few days oh i missed 2019 <laughs> yeah 2019 we had year. an awful lot of freedom that we didn't appreciate but yeah we can't go back we can only go forward and that's what we're trying to do here Anyway, back onto topic. Okay, back onto topic. <laughs> we went well off there. Wow. Um, so, what kind of facilities would you be wanting to have? In an apartment. Yeah. Um, anywhere really. I like. We need two bedrooms because I do think we need a bedroom each. Oh yeah. I think that me personally, I do like my own space as well as you like in your own space. So. I think we get on each other's nerves way too much, like even more than we do now. You know, we're that confined. So we need two bedrooms. They don't have to be big bedrooms, just two bedrooms, a bathroom or a shower room, a wet room would do, um, galley kitchen and just a lounge. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy, just basic, but enough in that we can live in it and it's somewhere to come home to in the evenings and go, you know what, my front door, I'm just going to go in and do what I want to do. Yeah, I preferably like to have an elevator to get to the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd also like it if the kitchen was kitted out with a washing machine and a tumble dryer. But however, if it's not, that's not too much of an issue because there must be laundrettes. I'd rather have a decent, heated apartment. I don't think I'd like a washing machine and tumble dryer in the middle of the floor because there's nowhere else to put them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, like that it's so cramped that like I would prefer to just go down to the laundrette once yeah. a week and yeah. do my washing down there. And come back and have the floor clear and have the place... Yeah, then instead of like there's like a kitchen island on top of the washing machine and tumble dryer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me. I agree with that. Yeah. I also want something that's kind of easy to keep so I don't have to spend hours and hours cleaning. Yeah. That it's just a, a whiz around. Carpets is a no-no. <laughs> Carpets is a no-no. But any of the apartments we looked at on the internet, Ellie, it was all... Yeah, true. It was all tiles and timber flooring, which is just a wipe-over job done. Yeah. So obviously we have an alarm here at the gate which tells us if there's like something coming in but I know that like most apartments from the movies or whatever that they have like a buzzer yeah an intercom system yeah Yeah. I think most safe areas will have those anyway I think most purpose-built apartments have the intercom system where someone comes to the door downstairs they press your buzzer you talk to them and then you can let them up and then you can let them up or not yeah and from what I've seen in, in the movies and America and that I think 
any of these purpose-built ones that they will have that system. Unless it's really old, of course. Unless <laughs> it's really old. And of course, the other side of the coin is if it doesn't have that system. You could always just install an alarm system in the own apartment there. You could just, yeah. But I think living in an apartment, if the security door downstairs is locked and you need a key to get in through that, then it shouldn't be too much of an issue any. I wouldn't make too much of an issue out of it. Actually, that's something. Would you like learn karate or something going out there? Me, like, learn karate? Yeah, we got that. No. <laughs> no. I have a personal alarm. Oh, yeah. In my handbag. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to learn karate, Ella. I feel like that'd be such a cool, like, if you went to, like, one class. I feel like it'd be interesting. No, <laughs> not for me. Okay, so then if Luna came with us, so Luna's our dog, we'd probably need a dog park nearby, because if we're living in an apartment. Also, that'd be a thing that, like, the apartment would have to allow dogs. Yeah, you'd have to make sure the pits were yeah. allowed, yeah. And then it, it would either have to have some kind of garden space somewhere. Or there would need to be like a dog, like a park where dogs are allowed nearby. But obviously, she won't be coming at the beginning. No. Then private post box. Yeah. Again, that's something in the that you'd have to look at when you were looking at an apartment that does it actually have a private post box, or does the postman open the door and just throw all the mail in a heap? How does that work though? Does it, like does the postman like go up all the levels and like do you have a box in your door? Or no, is because where Nanny is, she's in a purpose-built block and when you go in the front door there is dozens of individual post boxes right. numbered from one to we'd say 99 yeah. and then he has a master key for all these boxes and he'll just open the door of the box and put the post in. So then if they don't have like a post box, if they don't have that then what happens? He just dumps it all in that you have to sort through it? Somebody I knew lived in a flat there was 10 boxes the 10 houses post would all go into that one box and then you'd have to pick out your post and then put the rest back the problem with that and I feel it's a bit insecure really but then if you have like a neighbour who doesn't like you and just yeah. gives you a post yeah it leaves it open for abuse really yeah and like if you're having but like private letters for health or whatever yeah no. I think most of the boxes today be it's like from 1 to 50 and then yeah there it's put in, in, into your individual box. Yeah. So then, if we were a little bit out with that, like, as in if it wasn't walking distance that we would need a bike, we would obviously need to have bike storage because you're not going to haul up a bike up a st- like, set of staircases. No. And whoever owns the block, that they may not permit bicycles anyway. Yeah. Because if you're taking bicycles up and down stairs, scratching the wall, dirt, you yeah. can't, you can really can't put a bicycle into an elevator and take it up. That's the thing. Do um, do like the apartment places? You know how the service charge? Does that like pay for cleaning? Pay for cleaning, for and a lot of places it would pay for maintenance to the building. Oh right. Um, like good. if the roof needed repair, cleaning the gutters, cleaning the windows in some places, cutting the garden if there's a garden around the block of yeah. flats to pay for that. It would also pay for things like the people living upstairs, they had a leak or left the bath overflowing and it came down into your apartment underneath. It, that would go under insurance. It would go under insurance, yeah. but the block of flats is normally insured as a block. Yeah. You might have to pay individual contents insurance, yeah. but the building insurance would, be, would become part of your yeah. service charge. That's good. Another thing, no cigarettes. Because you know me, I'm just, <laughs> I see a cigarette and I'm like, 
No. What's the word out of the way? Like no smoking. Way. Yeah, we'll have to. It's like, I remember when I went to America with my cousins and we went to look at an apartment and we went up in the elevator. The smell of cigarettes in that place, it was absolutely disgusting in the elevator. Oh, right, okay. And I didn't even know why I didn't, smoking in the elevator. I didn't think that people would be permitted to smoke in communal areas, as they called them. Do you yeah. know that you could only smoke in your own? Yeah, the smell of smoke in the elevator, though. And then we went down to the laundry room, and the smell of weed was just disgusting, honestly. So, obviously, you'd have to look at it first, because the pictures aren't going to show you that part, are no. they? No. <laughs> oh, no, you definitely have to. And not just go and visit yeah. one or two, like, if you, you know, a good few. Can't really get a feel for a place by looking at pictures. You actually physically have to be there. Yeah, I think area is so important as well. Like, when we were looking at houses in Ireland, like, before we even looked at viewing or whatever, we would go check out the area. Yeah, and see what it was like. Yeah, you have to. So then, rubbish. Would they have, like, a rubbish chute? Or would you Refuse, have to yeah. So you'd need to check some apartments are purpose-built and they'd have a refuge chute from your apartment or just outside your apartment, possibly, on your floor. So you just yeah. put your rubbish into that. Or otherwise, if they haven't, that's normally there's big, huge wheelie bins downstairs, usually in a storage area, that you'd have to t- actually physically take your rubbish down. I wouldn't mind that, though. Put it's it in the bin. elevator. You could just bring it in. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I think that's just, like, information to know, kind of. You know? Yeah. So, like, if you're trying to choose between two places, then I'll take the rubbish chute over the lap. Yeah. Know? Okay, so then water and electricity, would it be included in the service charge? That's all kind of just information that you would want to just know before you even got there, kind of. Like, yeah. would you be paying your oil water or would it be included in the service charge? Because, like, obviously we don't use a lot of water. Like, we don't take long baths or anything. No, but you still need the convenience of having water. Yeah, but and I think I would prefer to pay for my own water than have it included in the service in charge. service charge. Because service charge is like the average of what it's going to cost for the whole building, isn't it? Yeah, it'll probably be... Yeah, that, they, that they'd average it out and then they'd split it. So yeah. I, I'd probably prefer to pay for my own water and like what I'm using over having the average because yeah. I'm probably going to use less than somebody else is going to use. Well then, I mean, a lot of places like we had in the UK, a lot of places would probably have like a water meter. Yeah. So that someone comes out, reads your meter, and then sends you a bill, and you only you only pay for what you use. Yeah, I I prefer that. I think. I use a lot of water. No. <laughs> and electricity and gas would be the same for me. Electricity again, that's probably all metered. Yeah. You may have your own meter. In some apartments in the UK, all the meters are in a block, so you'd have number one that. You know, number one, number two, number three, and someone would come and read the meter and then send you a bill. You like take things out of the service charge. No, because like, no, okay. what you pay for your service charge for your apartment next door will be paying the same service charge for their apartment. Right. So it's. Yeah, I I just like to look into that because like things, if like the average service charge is like a thousand a month just for water, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you on about, kind of? You know, like, and then obviously we would want amenities to be nearby such as a library supermarket things like that yeah because like if you've got shopping bags you're not going to want to haul them like miles yeah especially if you don't have a car or means of transport other than a train or whatever so then the last thing that we were kind of looking at was if we wanted to rent or buy a garage or like a lock-up a lock-up yeah we discussed that didn't we and we thought it might actually be a good idea 
to have somewhere outside of the apartment where we could just store things. You made a very good point, like you said, for things like skis or your skiing outfit, your skiing clothes. But they're quite bulky. Yeah, because apartments are so confined as well yeah. that, like, for nine months of the year, if you're just storing the ski, the ski outfit behind like the wardrobe to like try and pull out a pair of socks, like it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna get annoying, you know. Yeah. And just like if you like find a nice piece of furniture and you're like, oh, this won't really fit in this apartment, but I'd like it if we moved out sometime. So like things like that, I think a, a garage could be good, and like Christmas decorations, you know. <laughs> and we do like our Christmas decorations. <laughs> I think that's what all we've got for today guys thank you so much for listening look out for future episodes and make sure you download them and follow us on whatever uh, platform you're listening to us on and we hope to see you next week bye bye